I'm Opalina Salas, and I'm your guest DJ on WKIP. Welcome back to Pop Your Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and today we are doing WKIP. That's right, WKIP is on the air. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and today I'm joined by the lovely Opalina Salas. Hi, y'all. Opalina, I've been wanting to have you on Pop for a long while, and it worked out that the universe smiled upon us and let us be both free on the same day, so here we are. Hooray. And WKIP is my imaginary radio station, so today we're going to play songs from our youth song from our teenage years songs that got us through dark times and just some cool songs period right yeah these are memorable ones for me the first two songs we're gonna play are from a band called stars they're from the 70s first song is called cherry baby and so young so bad and opalina when i heard these songs for the first time i was riding a bike and i think one of the biggest problems we have as adults (laughs) is we quit riding bikes don't you think definitely (laughs) I I try to ride my bike as much as I can. And it keeps you young. It really does. I think um, it's hard not to hop on a bike and think about when you were younger and the first times you hopped on your bike and all the adventures that you took when you were on them. It's uh, hard not to remember that when you're pedaling for your life even now. Very good. And we're all pedaling every day. From 1977, it stars with Cherry Baby and So Young, So Bad.
And that was Stars with Cherry Baby and So Young, So Bad. And now, Opalina, you are an artistic person. You're a poet, and you know it. We all do. And I asked you to pick some of your favorite songs. And today we're going with one of your picks. And I believe it's by The Cure. The Cure. Before there were the Smiths, that was The Cure. At least in my book. The song that I picked today is going to be Upstairs Room, which was on the Sly single. Yes, it was a cassette single, kids. Look it up. <laughs> and that was out in 1983, which I stole from my sister's room because it had a really groovy, ugly looking fly on the front. And I thought this has to be good music. For some reason, the upstairs room just spoke to me so much that I just listened to it continuously for a few years, nonstop, pretty much. The Cure gave me a lot of, uh, I guess, poetic sensibilities. Uh, their lyrics spoke to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are all wanted to be gothic and we had our black hair and our black lipstick and all of those things, too. But there was just something about the lyrics and the writing that just endeared itself to me. And I still love the song. It still makes me swoon. All righty. And we're going to play The Cure with The Upstairs Room, followed by Happy Birthday.
Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, I play that at my birthday party every year. <laughs> and that was Happy Birthday by Altered Images. My memories of that song are around the same time that The Cure came out with Love Cats. Like, I remember that being on college radio a lot at the time. Wow. <laughs> That's a great track. That's one of those songs that I remember from my hanging out at college days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Love Cats was pretty early for me. I was in, I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a young whippersnapper, you know? Well, you know. Yeah. There you go. I'll take it. Yeah. Someone's saying you're young. Just say thank you and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Now, our next two songs, I'm going to pick a song that if you grew up in Ohio in the late 70s, early 80s, you knew. I don't know how many people know this song. I know that it wound up on a couple soundtracks, but it was a band called Wild Horses, and the song was called Funky Poodle. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) And this song was so cool. Let me tell you why it means something to me okay because this was one of those art room songs now i'm i'm an artist by trade you know me i'm a very artsy kind of guy yeah we would play all sorts of music in the art room if you could get it played in the art room it was cool like it got the thumbs up if not it wound up in the dumpster (laughs) so we would listen to everything from black sabbath to pink floyd to the cars to uh claw two Craftwork would would be one that would be played. So anything cool would be played. And WMMS, the the station out of Cleveland, and I don't think there's ever been a WKIP that I've done that I haven't mentioned WMMS. (laughs) They would play this song, and it was one of those songs that had a tinge of reggae, but a bunch of kind of like white boy punk, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, kind of like a ska kind of, that kind of ska punk kind of crossover kind of sound. Yeah. Cool. I dig it. So what song do you want to play with it? Well, I know I didn't give you this song, but now I'm thinking I need to play something that maybe most people wouldn't know outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So we should probably play some Tripping Daisy because Tripping Daisy was the shit. And, you know, they, they kind of hit, they got, they hit national with the song called, um, I Got, I a, got Girl. a Girl. Yeah. I love but, that song. Oh, they're great. I love them. But, you know, I guess when I was in, High school, late high school, early college, they were playing a lot of gigs around town. I used to go see them at the trees a lot, but my first memory of them is a song called My Umbrella by Tripping Daisy. My decision, your decision, there's no common ground. I'm sick and tired myself. Thank you. 
jealous in the flash of the scarlet neon lights. Once, twice, pull up to me, a woman says. Sonny, have you seen a silver poodle with a ribbon on his head? I thought to myself, man, she's joking. In this part of town, a poodle could wind up at Burger King. But she looks serious, and so I said that I thought that I might have. Cause I was delirious and I like talking about her dog while she's having sex it's <laughs> <laughs> so screwed up 
Uh, so that's Funky Poodle. So there were two quirky bands right there. The Wild Horses and Tripping Daisies. You know, there's something about being a teen that you just love quirky. I agree. It's a quirky time in life, Ken. Why is it that that has not changed? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I guess we were just lucky. We never outgrew the quirky stage. You know, you mentioned uh, earlier The Cure, and we talked about the goth kind of thing. I think that this song that I'm going to play next was kind of goth before goth in the sense that part of the teenage-itis that we all suffer from at some point, mm-hmm. we all want to wear black and be depressed. And this song was one of those black and be depressed kind of songs. And mm. it was based on a real story. Did you ever hear about it? No, no. What is it? What is it? Well, it's the Boomtown Rats with I Don't Like Mondays. There was a girl that went on a shooting, and this was in the 70s. This didn't happen like it does now, right? Right. And when they asked her why she did it, her response was, I don't like Mondays. I never knew that. Crazy. True story. And after that, we'll follow it up with Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Problems in my house and wife 
and you can see no reasons, 'cause there are no reasons. What reason do you need to die? Die? Oh, tell me why. Think you could tell heaven from hell, blue skies from pain. Can you tell a green field from a cold steel rail? A smile from a veil. Do you think you can tell?
two great songs. Opalina, why did you pick Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd? Oh, it's um, it's a real teenage heartthrob story. I had a, had a friend who used to love to make mixtapes. And um, I had gotten a few from him. And I had learned a lot about a lot of music that I didn't really have any access to. Because, you know, back then, before the internets. The only way you could really learn about music is to have other people turn you on to it. So mixtapes were really, really big in my life. And I remember the the mixtape that I got with Pink Floyd, the first time I'd ever heard Pink Floyd, and it was Wish You Were Here. And uh, the theme of the remaining theme of that mixtape was such that I understood that his feelings were growing for me in that direction. So it was kind of like a really sweet time in my life to have this tape of music, you know, that was dedicated to me. And then, of course, I went on and made many, many mixtapes throughout my years, even made mixtapes on CDs when we had the opportunity to do that, you know. So this is just one one of those sweet mixtape songs that I'll always remember because of where it came from and because of who it is. Because uh, I don't know what I would have done if I had never been turned on to Pink Floyd. That was the very beginning of my relationship of listening to Pink Floyd. So it's an important song for me. Mm-hmm. Opalina, do you remember the commercial for the dish soap where they had the woman soak her hands in it and they'd say, Madge, you're soaking in it? Yeah. Well, you're kind of soaking in it today because guess what? What? We're making a mixtape today for all the listeners. Uh, Pretty perfect. Cool, huh? <laughs> it's the coolest, man. It's the coolest. <laughs> So up next on the mixtape, I'm going to do a twin spin of The Clash because what's cooler than The Clash? Nothing. What are your thoughts on The Clash? (sighs) Well, without writing a book, The Clash has become more important to me the older that I've I've become. They're really important to me when I was a kid. Uh, It was the sense of being able to rebel. It was the sense of knowing what was going on around you. It was the sense of having the power to do that in the music. It was a lot of information in that music. It was a lot of information, uh, especially for somebody so young. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't think I've truly really began to really appreciate it until I got much older. And I was always really proud that one of my daughter's favorite bands was The Clash when she was really young. I thought it was really strange that she would um, kind of uh, find a place with them, but I, I, I understand it now. There's just something about the, uh, I don't know, I can it's really hard because it just feels really, you get, I get really emotional when I think about what the clash is and how pale my life would be without the clash. I understand that. Yeah. I totally understand it. To me, they're still saying important things. Absolutely. And Joe Strummer is amazing. The The entire band is fantastic. So we're going to kick off this twin spin. You're going to hear Lost in the Supermarket. And yes. that song really is about wanting to do something to make a change, but you're, you're just kind of stuck in the now, stuck in the supermarket, stuck in your everyday life. And what can you do, you know? Right. And, uh, once you become aware of some of the problems in the world, you want to do something about it. The song that we're going to play after that is London Calling, which is an anthem. Then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side. So introduce it. All right. Next is The Clash.
Mania is bitten the dust. London calling, see we ain't got. 
the rain and the crunch of things. The ice is just coming, the sun's zooming in. Meltdown expected, the wheat is going in. Engines stop running, but I have no fear. Cause London is drowning, I live by the river. To the imitation zone, forget it brother. Zombies of death Quit holding out And draw another breath London calling And I don't want to shout But while we were talking I saw you nodding out London calling See we ain't got no hide Except for that one With the yellowy eyes The ice is coming The sun's zooming in Engines stop running The wheat is going big A nuclear error But I have no fear Cause London is drowning and I calling and a lot of people listened i remember when that song came out that it actually pissed people off because he says phony beatlemania has bitten the dust right yeah that kind of pissed me off a little bit too so i get that (laughs) yeah but see i'm a true beatle disciple like there's nothing better right? right but having said that you kind of got to scrape the the scales off the side of the ship or it's not gonna sail Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. If you're only ever going to think of the Beatles as the only voice, then nothing can come ever again. So it was basically saying it was time to flip over the old and bring in the new, right? Right. I think that if anybody, I think John Lennon would have probably agreed with with that statement as well, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would feel that he had done any good or any any good work in the world if people couldn't have said, okay, it's time to put that to rest and now we need to have our own voice. And I think that that, I don't know if he ever would have responded to that, but I think he would have responded to it that way. I also think that by saying that in the song, it got a lot of people's attention to listen to what else he was saying in the song. It wouldn't have gotten half of the attention through other people who weren't paying, you know, that really weren't paying attention to what was going on in that song. And it really wakes you up. So I, I've always loved that. I've always loved that line too. 
Me too. You know, it's very interesting because you mentioned John Lennon, and I've been thinking a lot about him. It's getting to be that time of year, right? Right. Plus his birthday was just the other day. Mm-hmm. You kind of wonder what John would be doing now. And I really think that John would be doing a lot of stuff like with uh, beat and poetry. I actually think he'd probably have, you know, really ugly guitars and like violent rap kind of backing him up. It's kind of like a cross between Rage Against the Machine and N.W.A., you know, as weird as that's going to sound. But it would still be uniquely John Lennon, right? I get what you're saying. I could I could totally see that. I, I mean, I think about it a lot, too. I kind of... Sometimes I get really, um, I don't know, I just feel really despondent about things. I get really sad about things. And I think, where's our Joe Strummer? Where's our John Lennon? And, you know, it part part of that is that's that's my that's my fault that I don't know where, where those people are. Like, I should be discovering that or I should be making that happen. You know, if I if it's not in my world, I need to make it I need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about that, too, and I, I think he probably would be doing something like that or maybe, I don't know. I would hope that he wouldn't have lost his, his spark or his gift or his desire to do all of those things because, you know, some people get older and they kind of lose that spark. You know, Jack Kerouac was the, the biggest beat and, and he kind of he holed himself up in his house and he drank himself to death because he had lost hope. Uh-huh. So. Sometimes I wonder if maybe we were we were gifted with the John Lennon we were supposed to have, and maybe we would never would have had any other form of him after that. So maybe it was a gift. But then you know I don't want to say that either because I love John Lennon. I wish he was around still, but you never know. Right. Having said that, though, I think that John Lennon and Joe Strummer and anybody that had their voice would say that you've got to be the voice. Absolutely, I think that's true. I think we have to remember that. We can't sit around and wait for our, our our heroes to come out. We have to be our own heroes. And uh, I guess uh, being part of a you know the literary community here, I'm always keeping my ears open for those voices. And uh, I'm I'm kind of addicted to 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 finding that right now. I've been going to a lot of different different places and hearing a lot of different voices. And I I just keep listening and I keep hoping because I I think right now that's what we need. We need a lot of hope. I'm going to play David Bowie's Changes right now. Mm, yes. Do you get sad when you hear David Bowie or do you get happy? I tend to get happy in the long run. Um, I've been thinking about David Bowie lately, um, especially the song Modern Love. Mm. And, you know, what what does that song mean to you? You know, well, I'll ask you, what do you think that song is about and what does it mean to you? Oh, man. <sighs> I've been thinking about David Bowie a lot too. And the reason why I asked your question initially was like, does he make you happy or does it make you sad? Well, like, you know, like after he passed away, of course, everything I heard kind of made me sad. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really hard for me to to comprehend the whole the reality <laughs> that he was no longer around. But but then knowing that he really was always going to be around. And so now when I hear him, I, I really get happy. I get really, really happy because I think there was this, um, you know, after the initial shock and everybody, we were all just kind of like bumping around, 
kind of like lost planets. I feel like we were just kind of bumping into each other for like a couple of weeks there. I mean, at least me and my friends were because we were really impacted by it. I mean, we had grown up with this, this, this wonderful, well, I can't even call him a man. I just felt like he was just a spirit to begin with, just a beautiful spirit. Somebody had posted, I know this sounds so lame, but somebody had posted this meme that said, if you ever start to feel really sad, remember that you were alive at the same time David Bowie was on Earth. And I remember just feeling this feeling of relief. And I thought, that is so right. We were so lucky. I remember when I used to see, well, I mean, I, I'm MTV generation girl right here. And I know that I'm just, I'm so blessed because of that. Mm-hmm. But why I'm so blessed is because I got to see David Bowie, however David Bowie was, however, anytime he came out, whatever he presented himself as, how, whatever his, his fashion was, whatever his music was, whatever his song was, I was there. I was front row and center on that ride. And I can't imagine having any other greater influence in my life as an artist than David Bowie. He made you feel like you were doing everything right just by being who you were. And that is such a gift. And then at the end, when he knew that he was he was dying, he gives us this amazing album. He's so selfless. He was such a selfless artist that he gave us a he gave us a lesson in album form. And I just can't imagine ever having another artist in our lifetime that's going to be like him. so sweet so I turned myself to face me but I've never caught a glimpse how the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test change turn and face the strange change the one of the richer man To be a different man Now may change me But I can't trace time I watch the ripples Change the sides But never leave The stream of warm Permanence and so the days float through my eyes But still the days seem the same And these children that you spit on As they try to change their worlds Are immune to your consultations They're quite aware of what they're going through Ch-ch-ch-changes Change your hills. Don't tell them to blow up and out of it. 
listen to the lyrics of Modern Love, and it it deals with a bunch of things. It's about staying cognizant of what's going on around you, right? Like I I I catch a paper boy, but things don't really change. I'm lying in the rain, but I never say bye bye. And you don't know whether he's actually lying or laying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. He, he writes it to be ambiguous. There's that one kind of heartbreaking but inspiring moment where he says, I try, I try. Mm -hmm. And I think he'd want us to keep on trying.
I, I'm glad that David Bowie existed, period. Me too. Believing the strangest things, loving the alien, right? <laughs> yeah. So up next, we've got a song that you've picked, and it is from Jellyfish. This is a very underrated band. Yes, they are. They were a power punk, power pop force to be reckoned with. And I think when I first heard Jellyfish, uh, my old uh, 1970 sensibilities of um, Elton John, just think of, of all of the poppy tunes that came out, like Steeler's Wheel and things like that. Mm-hmm. There was some just heavy pop influences in my early life. And when I heard Jellyfish, I just felt like I was at home. I got to catch the band live at Edgefest number two, which is a local radio festival that, that happened here in Dallas back in the 90s. They played at Edgefest number two. I saw them live. I fell in love with them and I immediately became a, a, a fan club member. So I was a member of the Jellyfish Army. And they used to send me 45s and little magazines and stickers and fan letters. And uh, you could make pen pals through Jellyfish. And it was just, uh, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. And this song, uh, New Mistake by Jellyfish, has some of the most amazing lines. My favorite is, dialogues swam from her pen like polywogs. How could you not want to be a poet after hearing a song like that? That's all I have to say about it. So this next song is New Mistake by Jellyfish.
Our next song is by Alphaville with Forever Young. Now, why did you pick this one? Well, this was actually one of the last songs that I listened to with my friends at the end of graduation. Mm-hmm. The day after graduation, we went to went to the lake and we had a great time. And it was just one of those moments in time when you really start to begin to think about the fact that your time is fleeting. I knew in my heart that there were going to be some people that were there at the lake that day that I was probably never going to see again. And it was true. Uh, we all kind of scattered to the four winds and did our own thing. But as picturesque as it sounds, it's totally true. We sat on the edge of the lake and my friend had a boombox and he played this song and we watched the sunset. So I feel like I had to include this song. So you can watch the sunset or the sunrise, depending on the time of day when you hear this. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dance in sky, let's dance for a while Haven't can wait, we're only watching the skies Hoping for the best, but expecting the worst Are you gonna drop the bomb or not? Let us die young, or let us live forever We don't have the power, but we never say never Sitting in a sandpit, life is a short trip The music's for the sad man Can you imagine when this race is won? Turn our golden faces into the sun Praising our leaders, we're getting in tune The music's played by the, the madman
Opalina, you've also picked The Rubber Ring by The Smiths. Why'd you pick this? I picked this song because when I was young, when I would hear this song, I would tell myself there would never be a way that I would ever stop loving The Smiths. Because the song explains to us that in our older age that we will leave our old bands behind. You know, we kind of do sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I never believed that I would ever feel differently about the music and I don't really because it holds a really special place in my heart anybody who grew up with me knew that my life was all about the Smiths you know you get older and your your life begun becomes other things and so it's kind of a bittersweet reminder that he was right Morrissey was right but the lessons and the love that I got from that music that he gave to us, especially to me personally, because I always felt like Morrissey wrote everything personally for me, as I'm sure a lot of other people did at that time. But um, it's a gift. And um, I'm just there to give him a nod and say, well, you're right, but you're also wrong. But I still love your music.
want to believe you are sleeping. Again, it will be. No, the courts may change sometimes. Rivers always reach the sea.
it surprised me Never thought I'd see your face Zeppelin's 10 Years Gone. Why'd you pick that one? Another one of my mixtape songs. Um, had a great friend who turned me on the Led Zeppelin, made me a Led Zeppelin mixtape. I spent the fall listening to the mixtape end on end, just over and over again. At the time I was painting, there's just something about that song that will always make me feel at my creative heights. I just wanted to give a, a nod to my friend for turning me on to Led Zeppelin and to Led Zeppelin for just being awesome. <laughs> this next song is one of those great songs from the 70s. It's a, it's, a, it's a classic. It's a very long song. It's 8 minutes and 26 seconds of your life, but it's worth it. It's Parliamentary Funk with Maggot Brain. <laughs> nice. This song was played on rock and roll radio. This song was basically a really cool extended jam and there was a guy on WMMS who would play this at like two in the morning and his name uh. was BLF and that was his that was his disc jockey name and he would do the show the BLF bash nice. and, and he would play this song and you knew that it was time for him to get lunch or whatever was going on at that time <laughs> of the night. but it was great because you could just lay in bed and just let it wash all over you Thank you. 
Do you remember how great it felt listening to radio in the middle of the night like that? It was fantastic. It was great, wasn't it? Because you felt like you had like this a personal relationship with the DJ somehow because it was just you and them in your bedroom at night with all the lights out, everybody's asleep, and you think, nobody can be listening to this right now. It's just me. I'm the only one who's hearing any of this, and it's like you have your own personal DJ playing music for you. And then whatever song came on, it was okay, man. Like, even if it wasn't your favorite, it was it was okay because it was your own personal show. That's what it felt like, you know? Mm-hmm. I miss radio. I miss radio a lot, too. Podcasting has become my new radio in a lot of ways. Yeah, I feel the same way. But there's something about that fuzzy tuning in the dial. Oh, hey, it's in the middle of that song. I love that song. You know that feeling mm-hmm. where you're kind of moving it around. You catch the tail end of something or you hear the middle or you hear the very beginning, which is the greatest. You're like, yes, I got right the beginning. It's my favorite jam, man. It was best. I feel bad. I don't listen to the radio at all anymore. Just I really don't. Well, let's change that. Let's Let's click the knob here and listen to the Ramones with rock and roll radio. Yeah. The All-American Half-Hound. Pure Beef Patty. Lettuce, tomato. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the Ramones.
Rock and Roll Radio. Stay tuned for more rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. One of the bands that you and I have in common among the thousands and thousands are the Smashing Pumpkins, and they're having a bit of a renaissance right now. And I know that I love the Smashing Pumpkins like right from the start. They were oh, yeah. they were everything from well, okay, let me put it this way. I was in a band called The Change at the time. And The Change, we wanted to sound like if you took Black Sabbath in one bus and The Beatles in another bus mm. and Kiss in another bus and you had them all run into each other. That's what <laughs> I wanted it to sound like. And The Smashing Pumpkins and King's X were two bands that kind of fit that, right? They had the heaviness of Sabbath with yeah. the, the, the melody of the Beatles, with the energy of Kiss, right? So it was like mm -hmm. all of those things. And the Smashing Pumpkins really had that kind of vibe. And the song that I've picked today, I'm going to play today, which is probably one of their earliest, biggest hits as far as like making it, right? Right. And you picked something off the album Gish. Yes, I love Gish. I love Pumpkins from the very, very beginning. I was just so turned on by them. And the more that I listened to them, I think I gravitated. My favorite, which I have to say, and it's probably not really everybody's favorite, I love Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. That's a tremendous album. Mm, it's so good, Ken. And you know, when it came out, it was the perfect time in my life. I needed that album to come out at the time. But before it came out, I was really, really heavy on Gish. And the reason why is because of Rhinoceros. I, I just... I'll never be able to get enough of that song. And I have to tell anybody who's listening, if the opportunity still exists at this point for you to go see the Smashing Pumpkins, I highly recommend you go see them. I just saw the tour that came through. Uh, I wasn't really planning on going um, because I did go to the Melancholy and Infinite Sadness show way, way back when. And to me, that was the ultimate show. And I didn't think it could ever be topped. And it really does hold a special place in my heart because when I went to go to the to the uh, show, I was about six months pregnant, and uh, I had uh, I had uh, tickets near the front. I I was I was there. I was in the thick of it, and my husband was a little concerned about me going to the show. And I said, "Hell no, I am not missing this show." <laughs> And I ended up going with my husband and his best friend and they made kind of like a little barrier around me. And there were people, uh, you know, tumbling over my head and uh, moshing all around me. And I, I didn't get not one scratch that night. Just had an amazing time. Uh, but this show that they're touring with right now, you will not be disappointed. They play they play everything you would expect from them, and they play things that you never have heard live before. So I would just highly recommend it. And I'm sorry, I'm going to stop getting off my Smashing Pumpkins tangent. I just can't help it. I just love them so much. They make me so happy. Here are the Smashing Pumpkins with Rhinoceros and Today. Aw, Today.
We dedicate that to all of our Smashing Pumpkins friends out there, Joey and Nola Haney, Craig Smith. Hi, Craig. Gavin from Bent Knee. Hi, Gavin. We'll say hello to everybody out there. Check out the Smashing Pumpkins if you can. What do you think of Elvis Costello? I love Elvis Costello. Why don't we finish this episode with Elvis Costello and this really cool song that's got a great message for today and for forever, you know? It seems that we live in some pretty cruel times. Yes. It's very sad right now sometimes, but we've got our music, and we've got each other. Yes. I remember when this song came out, this was around the time that the punk was really becoming a thing, and people were laughing at the, the hippie vibe, right, about love, right. Make, make love, not war, and all that. But it was getting lost in the shuffle. It was getting lost in the pogo. It was getting lost in the slam dance, right? Right. But Elvis said, hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with that message. So today we're going to end this episode of Opalina's Mixtape. <laughs> and Ken's Mixtape. Yes. And, and we're going to end it with this really cool song that has a great message that asks the musical question, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? So thank you for listening to WKIP and Opalina Salas. I'd like to thank you for gracing us with your presence here today. Thanks, Cam. This is a blast. Oh, it's lots of fun. I love playing fun. radio. I love playing radio with you, man. You know, you just gave me an idea. Yeah? So here's Elvis Costello with What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding, and he'll play us out with Radio Radio. I had so much fun doing this with you. We will see you on the next episode of Pop. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. Say goodnight, Dick.